Welcome to the Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. As we say goodbye to 2018, I want to share my take on the best that the year had to offer in terms of LGBTQ music, movies, television, and pop culture moments. In addition to being a journalist now for several years, I've also spent much of my life as a professional actor and director, in fact, over 30 years, and I do have a BFA in musical theater, all of which I feel gives me the right to say that I have an informed opinion about the arts and culture. So I'll say from the get-go, while I don't consider myself an absolute expert on the cinematic or recording arts, I am someone who enjoys what I like. So that's what I'll be sharing here, the LGBTQ contributions that resonated most for me as a pretty mainstream fan of pop culture. Let's get started with the first of my favorite out music from 2018. Out and proud indie singer-songwriter Eli Lieb released his new album, The Nights We Lived, this year. Eli says the title track is his most intimate recording yet. When I interviewed him earlier this year, Eli said, It documents specific time periods in my life. I picked this song as the title track to the album because the whole record is an accumulation of experiences that have led to who and where I am today. The track, authentic and raw in its emotional landscape, delivers fat, rich production with 80s power anthem vocals. In writing the song, Eli took a musical look back over his past 15 years, chronicling life's ups and downs, including a complicated, abusive relationship. From the lyrics, When I was 29, I fell in love with a monster, hidden in the sly cloak of a charmer, plotting to destroy all of me. That's when I learned what love and abuse was. Yeah, I think I still have a few of his scars. If you look closely, you can see. Eli has been a Randy Report favorite for years. As a journalist who loves mainstream pop music, I'm always happy to share Eli's latest music. As a pop music fan, I can honestly say I personally plunked down my money to buy his music. I think he's great. He connects, he's open, and he understands the power of music. And finally, as an LGBT activist, I'm always jazzed to see an artist as talented as Eli present our lives and loves so fully in his music. Here is Eli Lieb's The Night We Lived. When I was 20, I moved to New York City. Couldn't wait to feel the pavement beneath me. Couldn't wait to act just like a fool. I'm tripping home drunk with someone who is pretty. Not going to sleep until the light hit the city. Waking up in the afternoon. Cause those were the days to remember. Those were the nights we lived Making our lives to remember and say Those were the nights we lived Oh, oh, oh. When I was 25 I buried father but before he severed the last of his karma there was one thing he said to me 
It's been quite a year for the LGBTQ news cycle. Halfway through the year, I joined the writing staff at Instinct Magazine, where I began writing Monday through Fridays for the LGBTQ news outlet, bringing what I hope was a wide swath of topics. Over 500 articles and more than 1.1 million clicks later. Can you believe that, folks? That's fabulous. Some of my favorite Instinct blog posts of 2018 were, number one, Gay Teen Leaves Behind Heartbreaking Suicide Note, which was written on my first day at Instinct. The article garnered over 40,000 clicks, and while I'm glad it resonated with the readers, I am sad that the story was even there to write in the first place. Also, Hunky Gay Marine Wins Election in Alabama, which reported on the winning state house campaign of political neophyte Neil Rafferty, who won his race in a landslide. 
and Instinct Hunk Brings Sexual Archetypes to Life, where I interviewed the woofy Russian Alex Abramov, who released a series of revealing photography books. Plus, pop music. Parker Matthews promises he's no hit and run, and Matt Zarley pulls you into his gravity, both gave me a chance to introduce more indie gay pop music to Instinct readers. Top posts on the Randy Report showed folks like a wide range of subjects. Anything about porn, I'm straight guy, Michael Hoffman, got tons of traffic. Colton Haynes deleting and unfollowing his new husband drew in readers. Callum Scott's music video for What I Miss Most definitely landed with music fans. I did tons of posts about out Olympian Gus Kenworthy this year, but one in particular where he discussed his relationships saw a big spike in readership. And my podcast interview with Daddy Hunt web series star Jim Newman showed folks like to hear directly from the artists they love. And speaking of love, let's jump back to more of my top LGBTQ music for 2018. Openly bisexual Australian artist Starly released her deeply personal single, Love is Love, and I instantly knew this would be on my best of 2018. Love is Love is the follow-up to Starley's global smash hit, Call on Me, which went four times platinum in Australia, number one in Sweden, and the top ten in more than 30 countries. Along the way, all that fan love added up to more than one billion streams globally. Using an earthy mix of rhythms and a sound that feels authentic and personal, the singer from Down Under finds the center of her music, and in doing so, connects with the listener. Let's take a listen to Starly and her track, Love is Love. You asked me if it's your fault For letting me play with trucks when I was younger And you went on to say Break the snooze to your mother And you say you cry for three days straight, daddy And I don't understand it Cause loving her, it ain't an illness And she makes me happy Love it. 
life will change forever, right? Oh, I can't live a lie. Why can't it be a man? Why can't I learn to live in God's plan? Cause two women aren't supposed to kiss an old hand. Do you remember when you told me, Daddy? If they don't understand me, then don't go changing who I am just cause it makes them happy. But we've got to hold one another. But we've got to hold on real tight. You know we only have each other. And so for my top LGBTQ movies of 2018. First up, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Melissa McCarthy plays lesbian Lee Israel, a writer who suffered too many flops and is near the edge. After accidentally finding a letter by the famous vaudevillian Fanny Bryce, she sells it for a tidy sum, which sparks a new ploy, pinning fake letters by the famous to sell. Joining her in the enterprise is Richard Grant as John Hawk. These two oddball characters force themselves to be nice to each other when they need to be, but their natures pulse towards insult and insolence. McCarthy's inherent charm balances out Lee's misery, making her performance shockingly good. She finds all the right places to do the right things she does best. It's just enough to engage our sympathy until she gets her act together. The work of the film's talented director, Mariel Heller, is seamless and unobtrusive. I highly recommend it. You can expect Can You Ever Forgive Me to be available on digital platforms, Amazon Video, and iTunes in January 2018. Next up, Bohemian Rhapsody, a big, colorful biopic that seemed destined to fail, but it didn't. The rock epic is now the highest-grossing musical biopic of all time. Although the film received mixed reviews, Rami Malek's captivating performance as bisexual frontman Freddie Mercury was roundly lauded and expected to land an Oscar nomination. A full detailed accounting of one of rock's most successful bands is a big undertaking. The storytelling took liberties as expected, but the film's recreated performances, like at the 1985 world music event Live Aid, pumped up the volume and scored big points. While the film doesn't necessarily spend a lot of time on Mercury's AIDS diagnosis and ultimately his early passing, I think any time a movie presents LGBTQ issues on this big a canvas, with huge results at the box office, is a good thing. On a whole, I found the flick to be a stunning tribute to one of pop music's most singular and entertaining artists. Expect Bohemian Rhapsody to be released sometime in January for home viewing. Number 3. Boy Erased now, to call this this year's Call Me By Your Name would be an overstatement. But Boy Erase does deliver on a deeply visceral level in telling the real-life story of a teen forced to undergo so-called conversion therapy when his parents discover he's gay. Directed by Joel Edgerton, 
The movie is based on the 2016 memoir by Gerard Conley and stars Academy Award nominee Lucas Hedges as Jared, the 19-year-old son of a Baptist pastor played by Academy Award winner Russell Crowe and his wife, another Academy Award winner, Nicole Kidman. The official synopsis for the film reads, Boy Erased is the true story of one man's struggle to find himself while being forced to question every aspect of his identity. Edgerton wisely underplays some of the film's more melodramatic moments, which allows Hedges' nervous and sincere performance to take center stage instead, and Kidman and Crow deliver as parents who find their own personal conflicts while believing they're doing the right thing. As I've reported many times on The Randy Report, so-called conversion therapy, or ex-gay therapy, has been banned from being performed on minors in 14 states, plus the District of Columbia, as well as over 30 cities and municipalities. Thank God. The practice has been condemned by the American Medical Association, the American Pediatrics Association, the American Psychiatric Association, and many others, due to its disastrous effects, which can lead to depression and, in some cases, suicide. It was good to see the hideous approach put on full display in a big Hollywood movie. Boy Erased will be available for digital viewing on iTunes January 15th. Next up, while we're used to seeing Keira Knightley in period costume and underplaying demure, soft-spoken women, in Colette, she shows the range she's quietly acquired as the French Nobel Prize-nominated novelist Sidonie Gabrielle Colette. She starts off in familiar territory, a sweet 20-year-old with braided hair tending to her parents' garden, before throwing caution to the wind and painting a picture of a fiery, passionate artist who ultimately helps pave the way for women's rights and sexual equality in her own way. After marrying a successful Parisian writer known commonly as Willie, Colette moves to the intellectual and artistic splendor of Paris. Soon after, Willie convinces Colette to ghostwrite for him, whereupon she pens a semi-autobiographical novel about a witty and brazen country girl named Claudine. See, Colette, Claudine sparking a bestseller and a cultural sensation. After its success, though, Colette and Willie become the talk of Paris and their adventures inspire additional Claudine novels. Colette's fight over creative ownership defies gender roles and drives her to overcome societal constraints. As the fiery embodiment of pre-feminist defiance, Knightley dips into rich reserves of angst, desire, and defiance we've not seen in previous performances. Colette is currently available on iTunes and Amazon Video. Next up, Love, Simon. The charming and handsome Nick Robinson, who you may recall from 2015's Jurassic World, is the protagonist in this touching coming-of-age, coming-out story. The first mainstream romantic comedy with a gay character as the lead. Robinson's puppy dog face effortlessly communicates the growing pains of adolescence, and his warm, open Simon is immensely watchable. Directed by gay power producer Greg Berlanti, I found his movie to be an exuberant cross between a 1980s John Hughes teen angst movie, without the overwrought angst, though, and a thoughtful exploration of what it's like to come out in high school today. The film is filled with humor while never sacrificing actual emotional depth. Simon's closeted life becomes complicated when he falls in love via email with an anonymous classmate who calls himself Blue, 
His identity is the cliffhanger of the film, and Berlanti keeps the suspense going in clever fashion. As a gay man myself, I definitely felt like I was reliving some of my own coming out journey. Touching moments with his parents, played by Jennifer Garner and Josh Dumel, are handled with thought and care. It was refreshing to see Robinson Simon delivered as a clever every teen. And you could definitely see hints of 1980s Matthew Broderick witticisms in our hero. Love, Simon is a warm-hearted, crowd-pleasing mainstream movie about a gay kid. And how many of those do we get? Love, Simon is currently available on iTunes and Hulu. And the last film on my list of Best of 2018 is 1985, which might be the most overlooked LGBTQ-themed film of 2018. Director Yin Tan's 1985, which tells the story of a man trying to come out as gay and dying of AIDS, wields its power not in bombast, but in quiet tones. A sensitive drama that builds in power, the film features devastating performances from Corey Michael Smith of Gotham, Emmy Award winner Michael Chiklis, and Oscar nominee Virginia Madsen. Shot in gritty black and white, 1985 is a distinctly subtle portrait of difficult-to-articulate tensions that are pushed to the surface by the pressure of a gay plague, which at the time had no hope of medical salvation. All of the performances are very good, with Smith providing a center of quiet intensity. Virginia Madsen, who I find to be consistently underappreciated, has some especially moving moments as a woman who ultimately reveals herself as not nearly naive as she pretends to be. You can see 1985 on Amazon Video and iTunes now. More music. Transgender artist Shay Diamond uses her own personal story to empower herself as a woman and artist, encouraging others to live in their full truths as well. This is all on display in her single, American Pie, from her upcoming EP, Seen It All. Shay says, American Pie is my hope for a slice of the American dream. I want love and I don't need money. I want things to change since we've been stuck thinking in an antique mindset, and it's time for something new. Who's going to say what I want is not a need? We all can have a slice of American pie. Unapologetic and disarmingly honest, Shay's ability to live out loud, coupled with a deep and rich talent, is changing the contemporary musical landscape. But don't take my word for it. Billboard calls her one of the 12 LGBTQ artists to discover during Pride Month. Out Magazine called Shay a glorious talent, a legend in the making, a soldier who has fought hard to be where she is today. Paper Magazine declared, Shay Diamond is already an icon. And Refinery29 states with confidence, Shay Diamond cannot be denied. Take a listen to Shay Diamond's American Pie. I don't like antiques, I want something new The world don't like no freaks coming in their rooms But this beggar's got a right to choose I'm not a stranger, I'm just like you 
And the category is television. Here are some of my favorite LGBTQ moments from pop culture on television in 2018. Ryan Murphy's FX series Pose about the voguing ball scene of the 1980s won acclaim for showing the way underprivileged queer people of color forged a family through self-expression. 
The production boasts the largest LGBTQ casting in the history of television and won Billy Porter a Golden Globe nomination for his multifaceted performance as Pray Tell, the host of The Balls. Will and Grace kept going full gay steam ahead with a cavalcade of celebrity guest stars, including Matt Bomer, David Schwimmer, Alec Baldwin, Minnie Driver, Adam Rippon, Chelsea Handler, and more. Comic Kevin Hart was dumped as host for the next Oscars for homophobic jokes on his Twitter account from years ago. He refused to apologize for them, saying he'd already done that, and besides, he's evolved since then. Hart walked, but at least he quickly changed his stance and gave a true apology for his remarks, saying he didn't want to be a distraction from the awards. Angela Ponce, Miss Spain, became the first transgender contestant to participate in the Miss Universe finals. Drag performer Ada Vox made it all the way to the top 10 of American Idol before being bumped. And out lesbian Journey, a military veteran, managed to stay in the fight even longer. RuPaul's Drag Race on VH1 snatched up five Emmys, including Outstanding Reality Competition Program and Outstanding Host for Reality or Reality Competition Program. Sissy that walked to the podium. The writer who created Sesame Street's Burton Ernie revealed they were indeed meant to be a gay couple after years of all of us wondering and speculating. Roseanne was outed right out the door for her bigoted remarks, and as a result, the reboot of Roseanne became the Roseanne-less, The Connors. In addition to continuing characters we love, the show features a gender non-conforming kid, Roseanne Connors' grandson, who likes to hang out with the boys. Lesbian actress Ruby Rose was cast as lesbian Kate Kane, Batwoman, in the CW's Arrowverse. And folks came out. Rocker Brandon Urie came out as pansexual, saying that he's married to a woman and definitely attracted to men. Actress-singer Janelle Monet said she identifies with pansexuality, bisexuality, and finally just decided on the label queer. Singer Jason Mraz says he's bi. And Garrett Clayton of King Cobra came out as gay. Rocker Joan Jett finally said she's lesbian, but didn't really go into the details. Journalist Ronan Farrow came out as, quote, part of the LGBT community during an LGBT awards ceremony, and rapper Cardi B came out as bisexual, tweeting that she has had a lot of romantic experiences with women. Lucas Hedges, a boy erased, told New York Magazine that he's, quote, not totally straight, but also not gay and not necessarily bisexual, which prompted some comments to the effect of, he hedges all right. And TV characters came out. Star Trek Discovery gave us our first same-sex relationship in the Star Trek universe as Wilson Cruz and Anthony Rapp played 23rd century lovers aboard the USS Discovery. Detective Rosa Diaz, played by Stephanie Beatrice on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, emerged as bisexual. On Grey's Anatomy, sexy gay male surgeon Dr. Nico Kim, played by Alex Landy, kissed surgical intern Levi Schmidt, Jake Borelli, and our hearts exploded. And then, on Instagram, Borelli came out as gay himself, too. The Oscars offered big moments for the LGBTQ community as well. 
A Fantastic Woman, a Chilean film about a transgender woman played by a transgender actress, won Best Foreign Language Film. Its star, Danielle Vega, became the first transgender person to present an award at the Oscars. And outrider James Ivory, who became the oldest person to win an Oscar at 89, God bless him, took home the trophy for Best Adapted Screenplay for Call Me By Your Name and thanked my life partners who are gone. Broadway this year included a stellar revival of the pivotal gay dramedy, The Boys in the Band, plus drag queen Peppermint as a non-binary oracle in the Go-Go's musical, Head Over Heels. The Cher Show, by many reports an entertaining but not brilliant piece of theater, leaves out Chaz's transition. The show's team eventually said they feel Chaz should tell his own story. Hmm. Another musical, The Prom, opened to rave reviews and tells the story of an Indiana student who fights for her right to take her girlfriend to the prom. The show provided the very first same-sex kiss in the history of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, something to be very thankful for. And the revival of Torch Song moved to Broadway with stars Michael Urie and Mercedes Ruel after stellar reviews off-Broadway, but sadly failed to pull in the ticket buyers and will close in early January. Back to the music, Matt Zarley's cover of Gravity. This track comes from Zarley's latest album titled The Estrogen Sessions, which honors the female pop divas most influential in his career. Zarley says the song is one of his all-time favorites, and it was the first song he recorded for the album. Stripped down and primarily acoustic, Zarley's production work on the project showcases the strength of the songwriting and his own effortless vocals. I found the entire album to be eminently listenable. The emotional landscape is soulful and wide, with each track showcasing Zarley's rich, fluid voice. He shifts from plaintive, affecting intimacy to expansive vocal brawn with equal ease. Let's take a listen as Matt Zarley pulls you into his gravity. Something always brings me back to you it never takes too long And no matter what I say or do I still feel you here Till the moment I'm gone You hold me without touch You keep me without change Than to drown in your love and not feel your Your arms. 
loved me cause I'm fragile And I thought that I was strong But you touched me for a little while And all my fragile strength is gone Set me free, leave me be I don't want to fall another moment into your gravity Here I am and I stand so tall Just the way In the world of sports, Adam Rippon captured our hearts as he became the first openly gay U.S. athlete to medal at a Winter Olympics. His performance on the ice in South Korea helped the U.S. figure skating team score a bronze medal. He went on to become the self-proclaimed America's sweetheart and snatched up the disco ball trophy on Dancing with the Stars. Outsports rightfully named Rippon their Person of the Year. Their female athlete of the year, Sue Bird, of the WNBA's Seattle Storm. Outsports' male athlete of the year is Eric Radford, who became the first out gay athlete to win a gold medal at the Winter Olympics. Outsports' male hero of the year was Colin Martin for coming out as the only out active player in professional soccer. And the female hero of the year is Sam Rappaport for her role as Senior Director of Football Development for NFL Football Operations, where she is opening doors for women and LGBTQ people while being out. The LGBTQ sports site also named Gus Kenworthy's Slopeside Kiss at the Olympics with boyfriend Matt Wilkes as the gay sports moment of the year. Additionally, Transgender boxer Patricio Manuel made history by winning his first professional fight, and Tad Fujikawa became the first pro golfer to come out as gay. More music. Callum Scott's No Matter What. With Runners Up Right Behind It, What I Miss Most, and You Are the Reason. All three songs from Callum's debut album, Only Human. No matter what chronicles Scott's own personal journey of acceptance, both of himself and of his family. 
The song also addresses how Scott's friends changed how they treated him as he began to wrestle as a child with his personal demons. Said Scott, No matter what is without question the most personal song I have ever written and the one I am most proud of. It's a song born from loneliness and the heartbreaking but liberating tale of my coming out experience. What I love about this song is that it isn't just limited to a story of sexual identity, but about the relationship between parent and child and acceptance as a whole. Scott explained that the song wasn't included on the initial release of his album, Only Human, because, quote, I simply wasn't ready at that time to give it to the world. It felt too personal to share. But as with all of my songwriting, I've written this from the heart to try and inspire confidence and compassion in people and put some love back in the world, which we could always use more of. It's been quite a whirlwind since Scott became a worldwide sensation after making the finals of Britain's Got Talent in 2015. His cover of Robin's Dancing on My Own went viral with over 1.5 billion streams worldwide and was nominated for a Brit Award for Best Single. Only Human, released in March of this year, hit number one on iTunes in over 20 countries and has sold over 1.5 million copies in adjusted album sales and is fast approaching 2 billion combined streams. And the critics gushed. Billboard wrote, Scott's stunningly pure voice is affecting enough in itself, but his lyrics on every one of the album's tracks are vulnerable and raw. And the Huffington Post wrote, Callum Scott makes an impressive splash with his compelling debut album. Here is Callum Scott's No Matter What. When I was a young boy, I was scared of growing up. I didn't understand it, but I was terrified of love. Felt like I had to choose, but it was out of my control I needed to be saved, I was going crazy on my own It took me years to tell my mother I expected the worst I gathered all the courage in the world She said, I love you now I just want you to be happy and always be who you are. She wrapped her arms around me, said, don't try to be what you're not. Cause I love you no matter what. She loves me no matter what. I got a little. Wishing all my time away Riding on the pavement Every sunny day was gray I trusted in my friends Then all my work came crushing down I wish I never said a thing Cause to them I'm a stranger now well, I ran home I saw my mother Like I had a heart of glass I 
And then there's politics, as this year gave voters the chance to weigh in on how they think the world was doing with a completely Republican-controlled Congress and Donald Trump in the White House. The short answer? Not too great. First up, and most importantly for the entire country, Democrats regained control of the House of Representatives. And what this means is, for the first time, there will now be a lever of Congress holding Trump and the Republicans accountable. A huge win for LGBTQ folks happened when Jared Polis won his race in Colorado as the first openly gay man to be elected governor of a state. Also, Governor Kate Brown of Oregon clinched her bid for re-election. She became the nation's first openly bisexual governor in 2015. Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, the only openly lesbian in the Senate, coasted to re-election. Sharice Davids became the first gay Native American elected to Congress, winning Kansas's third congressional district. Angie Craig beat anti-gay Republican Jason Lewis to become the first openly LGBTQ person elected to Congress from Minnesota and the first LGBTQ mother in Congress. New York's 18th congressional district re-elected gay father of three, Sean Patrick Maloney, to his fourth term in the House. And with his victory over Republican Eddie Edwards, Chris Pappas became the first openly gay member of Congress from New Hampshire. Openly gay Congressman Mark Pocan of Wisconsin easily won re-election, as did David Ciceline of Rhode Island and Mark DeCano of California. J.D. Ford unseated one of Indiana's most conservative state senators, becoming the Hoosier state's first out legislator. Pennsylvania elected Malcolm Kenyatta to its state house, becoming the first out gay black man to be elected to the Pennsylvania legislature. Also in Pennsylvania, Woofy Brian Sims easily won re-election to the state house. 
Go Team Bear. Plus, 14 states have now banned conversion therapy for minors. Additionally, student Emma Gonzalez became a central figure of the gun control movement this year after her school became the latest site of a mass shooting in the United States. When a gunman killed 17 people and wounded others at Stoneman Douglas High School, Gonzalez and other students joined activism efforts in favor of gun control in Florida and across the country. An explosive report in the New York Times exposed a planning memo within the Department of Health and Human Services that would effectively erase transgender people from federal law, and that ignited a massive outcry among transgender rights supporters. Also, the U.S. Supreme Court sidestepped a major decision this year in the Masterpiece Cake Shop case, issuing a narrow decision in favor of a Colorado baker sued for refusing to make a wedding cake for a same-sex couple. In the 7-2 decision, the Supreme Court vacated the decision by the Colorado Court of Appeals against baker Jack Phillips on the basis the state commission handling his case displayed a religious bias against him. The decision did, however, keep in place Colorado's Anti-Discrimination Act. The U.S. Second Circuit Court of Appeals issued a ruling asserting Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 prohibits discrimination against gays in the workforce, adding to the case law finding sexual orientation discrimination amounts to sex discrimination under federal law. But there are still huge challenges ahead as the Trump administration continues its assault on LGBTQ people. Donald Trump's proposed ban on transgender soldiers in the U.S. military has thankfully been tied up in the courts. Trump has turned to the Supreme Court now, so here's hoping, fingers crossed, that SCOTUS sees the unconstitutionality of this ill-advised policy that would keep trans Americans from serving the country they love. Additionally, it was recently reported that the Trump administration has begun booting HIV-positive soldiers out of the military, even though these troops have support from their commanding officers as well as their doctors, who say there's no reason they can't serve. And a few bits of good news. LGBTQ families got a stamp of approval this year in two major studies. One, from Italy, show that children raised by gay and lesbian parents develop just as well psychologically as those raised by straight parents. And gay men apparently make the best fathers. Another study, the longest-running study on the subject to date, found that lesbian moms raise children who grow up to be just as healthy as mixed-gender parents. Plus, researchers at the Institut Pasteur in Paris may have discovered the key to a possible cure for HIV. Scientists there have identified the characteristics of CD4T lymphocytes that are, quote, preferentially infected by the virus. According to their research, it is the energy-producing activity that allows the HIV virus to multiply. Thanks to metabolic activity inhibitors, the scientists have managed to destroy these infected cells, or reservoirs. The theory is if the viral load is low enough, destroying the cells HIV hides in and draws energy from could keep it from spreading in the body and perhaps eradicate it altogether. Think good thoughts, folks.
And that brings me to my final entry in the best of 2018's Out Music. Regular readers know I love me some Bright Light, Bright Light, the moniker of pop artist Rob Thomas. Uh-huh was the third single from his 2018 EP, Tough Love. Thomas told Billboard about the song, With Uh-huh, I wanted something much more fun and playful. It's an upbeat, summery song about not overthinking. You clearly get some serious George Michael influence here in a good way, and sassy horn blasts in just the right places make you want to bounce. I want to add, I don't have time to play all of my favorite songs from 2018, but I will say, here's some honorable mentions, i.e. songs you should definitely check out, that readers of The Randy Report definitely resonated with. They include Jeb Havens and Matt Zarley's fun, playful cover of Dear Future Husband, Milan Borniko's modern pop synth cover of Light My Fire, Davis Mallory's Sun and Moon, and Jess Glynn's Thursday. As I mention all the time, please take time to listen and support our out music artists. If we want to see ourselves reflected in the world around us, we can do so in part by sharing the art of these musicians who add LGBTQ colors and textures to the current musical landscape. Don't be afraid to drop a dollar twenty-nine here and there to help these folks continue to make excellent music. I'm going to close with Bright Light, Bright Lights, uh-huh, because we need to step into the new year with an upbeat bounce in our step. It's important to dance when you can. So here we are at the end of this best of 2018 episode of The Randy Report and the end of 2018. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share The Randy Report with your friends. Let them know that I think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com and instinctmagazine.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. As always, I want to thank you all for listening, and I'll see you in 2019, folks. Here is Bright Light, Bright Lights, uh huh. Success is never what you need. Uh-huh. I'll take you to one side. 